activated virus defense Hello, this is Martin McKay. And this is Chris John Riley. And we would like to welcome you to the official podcast for the 30th Annual FIRST Conference being held in Kuala Lumpur, June 24th through 29th, 2018. For more information, go to www.first.org. And now we join our interview in progress. We're sitting down here live at the first conference to talk to Paresh Katani, Head of Enterprise Solutions for Time. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So it's it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I appreciate your uh, very fast internet we've been using at the conference, so I really appreciate that. Um, so let's start quickly with why it was important for you as a company to, to come to an event like FIRST, what it means for you. As the largest fiber network provider in Malaysia, time has to be secure, especially as we have all the banks and financial institutions on our networks. So if you like, the economy of Malaysia runs on our networks. So we have to be secure. And being secure means being part of a community. We understand the importance of community to being secure and having this, this sort of shared ecosystem. So from that perspective, uh, organizations like FIRST are, are very important. Yeah, so coming together and, and really kind of starting those conversations is a really big part of FIRST. So as a kind of a large backbone provider in Malaysia, you must be seeing a lot of, of interesting security threats on your networks. What's the, the kind of stuff that you're, you're currently seeing? The major thing we see, I mean, we're a large network, so it's not surprising. It's uh, DDoS attacks and DDoS attacks. And we, we mitigate those, of course, uh, for ourselves and for our customers. We see other things as well, such as uh, DNS threats, BGP redirection, device compromise. But we continually order it. And we're continually up to date on the latest uh, techniques to protect, and we put those protections in place. But if I was to say, what's the biggest threat? It's DDoS. Again, because our attack surface is so large and we have such a large network. It seems kind of one of those major issues that quite a lot of networks are seeing. So, I mean, what, what are the, the kind of the challenges in dealing with those kind of issues on a, on a kind of a large scale network? Large scale network means large attack surface. That's number one. Um, and we're not dealing with hundreds of devices, we're dealing with thousands of devices. So the chances of a device being misconfigured or being slightly the wrong version and not being able to be protected by a particular technique, that's, that's always a problem. And obviously we, we, we have a methodical approach to, to covering those. And it's not just the fact there's thousands of devices. Those devices have to be of a telco standard. They have to handle varied traffic profiles. If we get hit by a DDoS attack or by heavy traffic, the performance issues in the device shouldn't allow openings for, for security attacks. In addition to that, we talk about devices and we go on to security devices or security technology. Those are not necessarily cheap and we have to keep up to date. We have to keep our security posture strong, which it is, and we have to keep that going because you know what's happened with uh, cybercrime. It's getting more and more sophisticated. And, and certainly, I mean, it's, it's, it's trickier to be a defender than an attacker. It's like one, one gap for, for someone who's defending is, is critical. But for an attacker, they just have to wait and, and find that single gap into the network. Absolutely. So, so our technologies have to be, have to be up to date, which we're constantly doing, but it's, that has a cost. So a key challenge, large network, because it's large, anything that we, we do in security, there's going to be expense. But then there's not just the technology expense, right? It's, it's the operational 
cost as well and the change in the operations that you may have may or may not have to put in place that's all costly and it's a business it's not security for the sake of security it's security as a business if you're if you're uh, if you're an, an ISP so how do you handle that for us it's very simple and there's a skill shortage in in the in the market so we're in a fantastic position that we've got a large network so we've got a traditional business that needs to be secure we're introducing new services which need to be secure so we can grow our own talent so there's a challenge there we grow our own talent and then we sell our services to third parties who are also evolving who are also using new services so that's a big challenge in terms of justifying the cost the way we justify it is we eat what we sell it, it's good to, to kind of grow that kind of homegrown talent from within your network, especially as it's a very specialized area. So I guess that brings us to kind of what the future is, right? The future for ISP security, the future for time. Are you going to continue to grow that homegrown talent? Is that kind of something you can continue to do over the long term? Absolutely. I think that's that's a, a core core asset we have. All our customers are telling us that there's a shortage of skills and we need to step up. As, a, as an industry, telecoms needs to step up into that security sphere. And we see there's a, there's a larger role for ISPs such as Time to play in uh, cybersecurity. And if you look at it, I mentioned that, you know, we have new, new developments, new services. So when it comes to the digital age, telecoms are in the center of that. So when we introduce new services, we have to make our own services secure. So it's no longer just the connectivity. It's things like cloud, things like M2M, things like IoT. And then we look at our enterprises, as I mentioned, skill shortage, but they're buying new services, not only from us, but across the cloud. So who's securing that? Who'd be the central player to secure all the cloud services and all the M2M services that, that our, the enterprises are, are using? They just want one provider for, for security, especially for monitoring. They don't want to have 10 different uh, providers providing services and monitoring their services. They want one monitoring platform. And telecom and an ISP such as Time is ideally positioned to offer end-to-end monitoring services, right? So it's not just monitoring security on the, on the connectivity, but monitoring security on our cloud services, monitoring security on third-party cloud services, and not only security. There's the performance piece as well because the two go hand in hand. There's there's a big role, but when we talk about that, there's this blurred line between what does an ISP do, and traditionally it's we just keep the the pipe clean, and what does an enterprise do? So we're getting, it's not a bad thing, we're getting dragged into managing more and more of the security of an enterprise. And that debate's always going to go, where do you where do you draw the line? And one area that we see as a key area that ISPs are going to play and time's going to play is on the monitoring side, on the detection. Because we've got the network, so we're detecting that anyway. And we have the capability of detecting in one, one central area. So, and as we do that, the scale, so I mentioned the cost, and we have a large network, all of a sudden that scale becomes even bigger and bigger and bigger. So how do we manage that? So when we look at the future, we're looking at virtualizing our security technologies, virtualizing our security services. So we're in that game as well, right? So again, we're eating what we uh, what we sell, but it's not all cloud, cloud, cloud. We still go back to the foundations of who we are, right? Which is, which is in connectivity and that secure layer, what we're seeing around the world. And I think it's going to come to Malaysia as well and making that even more secure, and even making that private. So you're going to see parallel networks, and ISPs are going to be providing that as well. So it's not just doing the monitoring, providing certain technologies. It's also that physical infrastructure, making that even more secure for certain communities. And we'll go back to communities again, which is already important. I guess it all comes around, as you said, to communities and the, the contacts and these kind of conversations that you have at first, being in the right room with the right people. And as you say, it's a large network. 
you, the economies of scale and the amount of data you're going to be seeing are going to be you know, interesting for detecting vulnerabilities and detecting attacks as they go on the fly. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a quick chat with us. It's been an interesting discussion, and uh, I hope to continue the discussion after the podcast. Thank you very much, Lisa. You've been listening to the official podcast of the 30th Annual First Conference in Kuala Lumpur, held June 24th to the 29th, 2018. For more information, please check www.first.org. Thank you and have a good day.